listeners, and welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. With me, Jason Johnson Yellen, and this fella who's forever on my phone, on my laptop, really in my DMs. It's the one and only, my very special friend, Joshua Hatton. Welcome, Joshua. Wow, thank you so much for having me. And this, our fourth episode of <laughs> Extra Extra, it's all about whiskey. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, like, to, to be quite honest, I think you did an excellent opener. Oh no, I, th- oh I think the opener was good. It you was... can tell there's been feedback on this from our listeners I had some people come out taking my side from the last episode of Extra Extra. Thank you to the good people who did that. By people, me, I think you mean one person. It gave me the utmost confidence today. <laughs> Was there more than one person? Oh, you, you haven't seen what I received privately. Oh, right. They came at you, I am Legion, and then they told you? I don't understand that. Oh, here, speaking of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a tight 30, but yeah. I just wanted to mention last evening, have you watched... The Lighthouse yet with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. It's on my it's on my to do list. I hear it's excellent. I watched it with a very healthy dram yeah. of our Lechig fifteen and bourbon. Oh, seems perfect for that movie. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I enjoyed myself so much. And and then when the movie was over, I just kind of sat and stared at the screen for a little bit because huh. it it really it's really enveloping. But anyway, this so you haven't seen it yet, but I do highly recommend it yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it it's on my list. It's on my list. Had you seen the chap's other movie? Was it The Witch or something like that? I did, and I thought that that was a really slow and boring movie that had a terrible ending. And it should be oh, tossed in the fire where it belongs. Oh, interesting. Gosh. Yep. All that critical acclaim you think is misplaced? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. It was okay. different. I'll give them that. It was different. And we could use a lot of different when it comes to, to, to movies being made. However, sometimes different is not always good. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will never see it. It is not occupying a genre that I will watch with any kind of dram in my glass. Mm. So, anywho. So, yeah, there you go. The Lighthouse, recommended this day by Jason. <laughs> it's your episode with the article. It is, yeah. We, we had originally conceived this, where each of us would bring an article and we would riff back and forth on it. But instead, we found that... Just there was not enough time to have any kind of conversation, especially not about the movies that I watch of an evening and what's in my glass. (laughs) So by jettisoning one article, Uh we have now got a little bit of freedom for me to talk about movies. Um, But yes, we now focus on just the one news article and it is your week. Mm -hmm. So what, what have you been reading? Tell us a bit about it. Well, I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I receive news from a multitude of sources in my inbox. And then, of course, I, I go out and I search for news as well. And there's some sites that just basically take all of the PR pieces they receive and, and post it up. And, and, that's, and that's just fine. But to me, that's not necessarily news that's like, you know, hey, look, look what we have going on. 
uh, look at the new products. And that can be newsworthy, but that wasn't what I was looking for, at least this time around. And so the, the news coming into my inbox, I, it, it's been really difficult to find news that just hasn't been either A, depressing, yeah. or B, quite speculative, mm. right? Or, or C, just, you know, not, not touching on whiskey enough. You know, the interesting thing about COVID and all that's, that's going on in the world is that it touches everything. And the news sources that I've been seeing have com- been combining whiskey with cannabis and beer and wine. And, you know, I really wanted to keep it to whiskey. So hmm. I went out and I... There's a bought a newspaper. I bought a newspaper. Uh, I, I gave the boy two bits uh, for the paper. <laughs> um, I made sure to get ink on my fingers. Uh-huh, carry on. <laughs> Here you go, sir. Just two bits for you, for the newspaper. Go read about it. So, okay. so, so I went this is, out. This is a long-ass preamble. Okay, so yeah, let's... Calm down. No, just listen. <laughs> so so I went to I went to the internet and I found an article. You only read the internet for its articles? <laughs> <laughs> is simply entitled The Walking Dead Bourbon Whiskey, not only for zombies. Oh boy. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to read parts of this article and I don't want to pick on the product or, or any any product that is theme based but I have an idea around this and let's let's see if we can play with this okay okay so it starts off the walking dead kentucky straight bourbon whiskey was released in the united states already last fall and has meanwhile made its way into european markets by the way this is from a european news site Fans of the iconic comic and TV series The Walking Dead will immediately recognize the logo and the name of the whiskey. It goes on. It says, The Walking Dead bourbon was created as a collaboration between the spirits company Diageo and Skybound Entertainment, the company in the entertainment industry. Skybound is the company behind the successful scenario of a worldwide zombie apocalypse, which was told... From October 2003 to July 2019 in the comic book series The Walking Dead. In October 10, the TV series started uh, based on these comics. So now both business giants have come together for the, quote, Spirit of the Apocalypse project. Releasing the Game of Thrones single malt series, Diageo already proved that such a collaboration can be extremely successful. The plot of The Walking Dead mostly is to a large extent situated in the U.S., so the decision to combine it with bourbon is completely understandable. Uh, It goes on and says, The question if The Walking Dead fans are necessarily bourbon fans as well will probably never be answered. The same question, oh sorry, same with the question whether this whiskey is bought for drinking or collecting. But given the popularity of The Walking Dead and the large crowd of followers of the multi-award-winning series, there is no doubt about a big sales success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. 
the fans of the series will be enthusiastic about the graphic design of the bottle that bears the logo of the series. Whiskey fans are probably more interested in the content. What is behind the bourbon? Unfortunately, Diageo does not reveal that. In the press release, which came out September 2019, the distillery from which the whiskey comes from is not mentioned as much as its age. The name Kentucky Straight Bourbon indicates at least the, the state of origin, so Kentucky Bourbon, and a minimum age of two years because to be called straight bourbon, you have to have two years, right? Let me go on just a little further. Uh, I just I want to complete this, if you wouldn't mind. Bring it to completion. I, I knew you couldn't resist. As soon as the word complete <laughs> came to your mind, I knew exactly what was following. Okay. Uh, it says from Grab a the- tissue. Finish it up. <laughs> so the last bit that I want to read, I'm, I'm going to skip over the, the tasting notes because I don't think that that's relevant to this. But it goes on to say, in addition to the first limited edition, the Walking Dead Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, there will be more under the label of Spirits of the Apocalypse. The press release did not reveal whether the next editions will also be whiskey and when they, or uh, when they're expected to be released. So, so I want I want to talk about two things here. So, first off, the idea that a collaboration between a whiskey company and an entertainment company is a blank check to start writing money. I want I want to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit, mm-hmm. and and I want to talk too about the potential to not read the room. Okay. Okay. The first thing that I want to say out the gate, while this is a Diageo product, and we may discuss other Diageo products, this isn't necessarily a dig on Diageo themselves. There are other collaborations that have been done, you know, specifically in, in the world of gin. You've got Ryan Reynolds with uh, Aviation Gin, and in the tequila world, you've got George Clooney with his brand. Um, the and, big Michael Jordan brand that's right. uh, big that Michael Jordan brand. Right uh, you've got Ciroc, which is you know P Diddy's. I think that's P Diddy's vodka, right? You know, there's there's there have been collaborations between the entertainment world and the in the spirits world for quite some time, and that's only growing, right? It's only well, we have growing. to mention Anchorman, right? Oh yeah, Scotchy Scotch 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 Scotch. There it goes. Can you have a bottle of that on your shelf? Hmm. I think I do. I think, yeah, I know, actually, I know I do. I had a tough time getting that bottle, actually, which is funny. <laughs> I did not have a bottle, just ah, for the I record. To, I had to. But, but so the interesting thing that, that I got out of this, well, there are a few interesting things, but there was this statement that because there are so many fans of The Walking Dead, that this is sure to be, Massive sales. Which, you know, I, I would imagine our listeners right now are thinking about the Game of Thrones series of, you know, it was also a Diageo line of products. Mm-hmm. Also gargantuan following mm-hmm. for the TV show. And I'm not sure, you know, my sense from that release is that neither 
Game of Thrones fans nor whiskey fans really picked it up. Did you get that sense? That they actually purchased the product? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I I think distribution early on played a part in the initial popularity, and then things kind of changed. If you remember when, when the Game of Thrones series first came out, which which in my eyes was was quite interesting and 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 I think exciting too especially for uh, a, you know a fan of game of thrones um when it first came out distribution was quite limited and so people were gobbling them up and hoarding them there's even stories of these bottles going up on auction and people paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds or hundreds of dollars, depending on where the auction is. But then if you fast forwarded just a few months, you know, now there are end of aisle displays for these with, you know, 10% discounts, 20% discounts, because either A, Diageo saw that they didn't release enough initially and wanted to make up for it, and then perhaps bottled more than the actual demand dictated, or B, the way distribution worked globally, the way it was staggered out, uh, unfortunately made for something that was incredibly popular in the outset, but then became a re- you know an eyesore for the retailer later on. But but I also wonder, and I and I I don't disagree with anything you say there. I also wonder if you could view it from the TV side, mm. which is when these first started hitting shelves, GOT was incredibly hot. It was the show. Fans of it didn't want it to end, and then it wrapped up really quickly. The series was done, and most people were disappointed with the ending. Now, if you're a store owner, you've got all this GOT product. Mm-hmm. And fans have kind of fallen out with this show. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. The last season was disappointing for so many right. fans. And so if you've hedged your bets, and you mentioned this earlier, with the fan base for The Walking Dead, if you've based it on a fan base being thirsty, mm. and thank you, that's a professional level pun there, uh, for... whiskey from this show that's beautifully packaged and tells an interesting story but then they fall out of the program like you're kind of yeah screwed yeah yeah you know it's it's interesting the past the past two to three years of the show and the show is still on i i haven't watched since the sixth season i think and i think it's currently in the 10th season right now I think the first season where they showed Negan was the last season I watched. And and I know that those words mean nothing to you, Jason, but they definitely mean things to to a good portion of our listeners. Yeah, I I currently have the same face that Scooby-Doo would have when the villain was revealed at the end of the episode. I I don't know how we got here. I'm just happy to be part of it. Let's take a quick break here. Yeah. And we'll circle back to this after a small momentary oral, A-U-R-A-L, Joshua, break.
now that we're back, let me wipe my mouth. You did say oral, right? <laughs> A-U-R-A-L. Oh, I thought you were like, A-U-R-A. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so before we took that short break, we were just getting into the fandom surrounding a release like the one you're describing today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think the fan base is still there with The Walking Dead? Do you think the fan base has started to stroll away looking for other shows to get excited about? I don't have Nielsen information in front of me to make to make a proper claim. All I have is anecdotal information of you know, the the number of people on my Facebook feed and the number of articles that, you know, you read, you know, from the various nerd sites, which basically talk about the appeal of The Walking Dead waning, you know. Uh, and, and so this is... This is one of the things that I found so interesting. If the if the appeal of the show has been waning for the past three years, how I, I, I don't I don't know if I, I know the question I want to ask here. Like, you know, is was it still good enough that that Diageo saw this as a as a good partnership? Or was the deal good enough? for them to say, okay, you know what, we'll partner with you on this. And then the hope was that those who produce the show might get whiskey fans into the show through whiskey. Like, you know, that's the idea of of collaboration is you want to bring people in from both camps to to um to to unify behind whatever those two are collaborating. But you and, and I are very familiar with the logistics of any release. And if you, on one hand, are Diageo Mm -hmm. with multiple distilleries getting involved in a project, and you're trying to work with a media company whose business is not on that side of things, you've, you've just ramped up the level of difficulty, even with... Diageo's money, even with Diageo having a team to take care of every last detail, Mm. there is time involved here. And so on one hand, you've got the rise of a show. Game of Thrones needs to rise in popularity. Walking Dead needs to rise in popularity until, as a large international global conglomerate, you look at it and you go, there would be an audience for a product. Then you reach out. Then you enter negotiations. Then everybody wants to make sure they get the right piece of the pie. But even after that, you're looking at labels and label design. You're looking at bottles and who's making the bottles and where are they coming from. Then you're looking at distribution chains. Then you're looking at what whiskey are we actually going to put into this. It's a Herculean task. And you've already yeah. had had some of what would have been your runway taken up by watching the show rise in the first place. Mm. Now you're making this collaboration at a time when the shows cannot be any hotter. And we know what the, the consuming public is like. It's very easy to go off the boil. 
Oh, yeah. The wrong person gets killed. The wrong person gets written out of a show. The wrong person gets introduced into a show. Another show comes along that just sucks up everyone's attention. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly difficult proposition to pull off quickly and successfully. And, and it really does, you know, I said it earlier in the episode as well, my mind really does come back to the Anchorman example. Because I feel like by the time the Anchorman Scotchy Scotch Scotch was released, <laughs> yeah. we were all past Anchorman. Yes, you it it does fantastically with rewatching. If I'm surfing the channels and it's on, I will stop and watch it. Yeah. It's it's a very, very fond movie. But in terms of a product tie-in, mm. you, you need people to be right in the moment. Where they just need everything they can possibly get. Yeah. And that's difficult. Well, you bring up a really good point. You know, even from our own experience, when it comes to coming up with a whiskey idea, putting that together, bottling, labeling, transportation, you know, at, at the example of our Glenn Farkless is an excellent example where a whiskey idea was hatched in 2013 and a whiskey was finally released in 2018 right so so there are a yep. lot of pieces and we're just two guys yep with the distillery who can make things go probably a bit quicker than two massive corporations who have many other things on their plates so that's exactly. a really good point so so to to execute a collaboration between a spirits company and an entertainment company, you have to have a bit of a crystal ball, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I even say, look at how shows end, right? Another one I never watched. This has been a good episode. I'm talking about Game of Thrones, which I've, I've watched the first episode and just thought it was absolute garbage. Oh my gosh, you're so, um, wrong. You're so wrong. I've never watched The Walking Dead. It exists in a genre I have no interest in. Um, Lost, never watched Lost, but I like to stand on the sidelines and I like to observe the the cultural high tide. Yeah, and look at the people who were into Lost. That that had a fanaticism around it as much as any of these other shows that we're describing. Mm. But they inevitably end. They become too expensive. You run out of storylines. And how did people feel about the ending of Lost? They thought it was mostly garbage. The Sopranos, do you watch The Sopranos? So I did watch The Sopranos, but I need to say, I thought the ending of Lost was fantastic. <laughs> I think it, it tied it up perfectly. It yeah. made things make sense. It wasn't fantastical anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it made it human, and, and that's what I wanted. Like, and I know you want to talk about Sopranos here, but I think it's really important because we're talking about it. It's actually not important on this episode, but I need to say, <laughs> like, you know, between the polar bears and the black smoke and, and all oh this stuff. Okay, now you're just pulling my leg. No. Now you're just pulling my leg. But None this, of this is a thing. But it is a thing, and that's polar my point. Polar bears and Polar bears and black smoke <laughs> and, and, like, all these things going on. And it was wonderfully fun to watch, but not real. And the lost ending made it all make sense. Anybody who didn't like that ending, the wrong. Um, but, but please, 
continue about the other okay. show you're talking about. How, how did you feel about how, how did you feel about the ending of Sopranos? I don't remember. <laughs> Which tells you I, I oh you know what the fade fade to black. Do you know I don't remember it because you Be- stopped watching before the end of it. Because we we didn't watch it as it was on. We we were playing catch up, and as we were going through the series, the person that we were consulting with at the time who was talking about you know get ready you know the the um, uh, the finale is coming. They were watching season whatever, <laughs> but we were a season behind catching up. And okay. so we watched the last episode of the penultimate season, <laughs> thinking that that was the season ender. And like, wait a second. <laughs> hold, hold on. Um, sorry. I, we, I know we're not supposed to get tangential here, but but, but you asked. So. Um, anyway, 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 we have we have a few minutes in which to to wrap up what we're doing here, and obviously, regular listeners know that when I say a few minutes, this might be as many as ten. So yeah, so there, there was a so there's a larger point that you wanted to make in, in bringing this article to our attention. The point that I wanted to bring up here is so th- this whiskey came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. If, if a press release came in about it, I did not see it. Whether it came in to me or if, if the news was around, like this did not make a big splash. You know, the Game of Thrones one, everybody knew about that. Whether, whether it was the single malts or Johnny Walker, you know, the White Walker, or even like when they released Jane Walker, everybody yeah. knew about that. Yep, yep. Immediately on radars. <laughs> but no one knew, well, I wouldn't say no one, but this, this, you know, the walking dead spirits of the apocalypse simply did not get the notice that the other two collaborations did, be it Jane Walker or, or Game of Thrones. What I found so interesting is that I'm just now in April 2020 during the middle of our own apocalypse hearing about the walking dead spirit of apocalypse and i wonder i wonder 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 if that <laughs> if us being in a pandemic will increase the sales of this or if it will decrease the sales of this and and will diageo through no fault of their own catch flack because all of a sudden this is you know this is <laughs> starting to 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 capture people's attention I I am of the firm belief that gallows humor wins out at, yeah. at all times. Yeah. And I I can I can confidently say in Europe and I and I should definitely say in Scotland gallows humor is king and the the thought of us stumbling out of lockdown and being able to take a, a bottle of Walking Dead whiskey to a friend's house, mm. I think would be a good laugh. <laughs> and pop the cork, get it all drunk. Um, which which actually brings me to my point all on right. this, which is with collaborations like this, it's easy to put a, a silly number on them because yeah. you think fans are are crazy. Fan, you know, fans, by definition, are fanatical. Uh, about the thing that they love. 
and you can put any number you want on it and people will pick it up. Is there anything here on the pricing, how much this is going to be sold for in Europe? Obviously, they're also dealing with the 25% tariffs on this. Mm, yeah, good point. So, so yeah, there's, we know how those uh, unravel. There's no mention of pricing, just that it's 47% alcohol, that it's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and and there's some details on tasting notes and... Uh, and a and a cocktail recipe. Yep, checks out straight from PR Central. Yep. Yeah. Well, all you can do is wish them the best of luck with it. I I hope there's an audience there for them. I hope it gets snapped up, and I hope fans of The Walking Dead enjoy it. There was that kind of throwaway sentence in the article about will this be destined to be opened and consumed, or will it go into uh, a collection uh, and remain sealed. Mm. For me, that that's always a price point thing. Um, you know, if if you think picking up a a branded bottle will in ten years, twenty years have nope. some astronomical value attached to it, I can almost guarantee you it will not. You may be able to get the price that you paid for it. But but that's that's simply and it's simply not how collecting works. Right. Yeah. If you if you think about baseball card, and let's let's wrap it up here. If you think about baseball cards, right? If if you were a young kid, and all you heard about this new player, Mickey Mantle, You're like, oh, Mickey Mantle. Okay, I collect cards. Let me get his rookie card. You don't know, reference, but, I right? Like this. But you don't know. But you have you get his rookie card and you, you you sock it away. Meanwhile, your son or daughter finds it. And they're rich because Mickey Mantle became this iconic baseball player. Or in the comic book world, you know, I remember when Spider-Man 300 came out, and it was just the 300th one, but it was the particular artist, it was Seth MacFarlane, it was Venom in there, like all of these things happened, and and at the time it was just a comic book, and now it's worth tons of tons of money. My point is... When companies release things as a collectible, they are not collectible. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right? Think about Lagavulin like, like 21 year old from oh, 2007. I thought you were going to say Beanie Babies. Okay, yes, you've, you've got my attention with Lagavulin 21 from 2007. Right? Speaking of Diageo, here's an excellent um, example. 2007, people are starting to get into whiskey. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but not really. And Lagavulin releases this whiskey. It was like 250-ish dollars or pounds, somewhere around there. And most people said, oof, that's too much money. I'm not going to spend it. And so it probably took a couple of years oh, yeah. to, oh, to, yeah. to it sell it around. out. There's no doubt. Yep. And now on auction, it's a 2,000-pound bottle, right? Because yep. Yep. they realize, oh, wait a second, that was absolutely phenomenal. So Diageo yep. didn't release that as a collectible. They just released it as, hey, here's a fun special edition at a really good, yep. well, at that time, not a really good price. Today's money, a really good price. Well, it's the same as the Rare Malt series that came out in the late 90s in the United Kingdom. Those were 80-something pounds a bottle, 70-something pounds a bottle. Yep. It was an awful lot of money. Now they go for silly numbers. It's it, it's not the things that everybody rushes out to store away yeah. that accrue the value. You need 
bottles that are being opened and consumed and dwindling in their numbers. Indeed. But now we've managed to pivot all the way back to collecting, which is, uh, aside from when we discuss it with Sukinder Singh, uh, something that we almost never try talk never about. to touch. So yeah. <laughs> here we are. Joshua, thank you. I hope we've made some sense of what was going on that in that article for you, with you, about you, to you. For me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. And we'll do this again in two weeks. All right. See you when I see you. <laughs> chin chin. <laughs> Two chins. Cheers. Bye.